That's freezing his heart. It's very <laughs> hard, but I'm sure we'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we are. Yes, yes. So yes, so I just spent my my night browsing through all the cool stuff on itch. I feel like there's also some things, you know, uh, that might be useful for projects we're working on. Like something also really cool I found, I forgot the name, um, was a... It generates uh, sprite animation in between frames, basically, that you can put in a sprite animation and it will generate a more fluid one and stuff like that. So yeah. there's some I got really, that too. Yeah, there's some really neat stuff. Uh, <laughs> So I was probably up until four, and I was always going. wondering what you could do with this, but I have no idea how I should use it actually, because all my sprite animations are just eight by eight or sixteen by sixteen, and it really doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder what happens if you like plug in like the Eldritch Arena once and generate in. They don't. Hmm? Ah, right. Uh, the old ones, they have actually animations. Yeah. Well, you have small animations for Eldritch. The creatures move, and I wonder if it can generate right. like a fluid motion between them, two, what that looked like. You know. Two frames, yeah. <laughs> Could try. Kind of Could a stress try. test for the algorithm. <laughs> High quality 8-bit animations. Yes. That's yes, yeah, so you're doing <laughs> an online LAN party, is that? Yeah. <laughs> so so once a year, since 2000 actually, there's a, what's called what we call the Kreuztal LAN, and yeah, we meet up in person in a small hut uh, between two hills. So there's no mobile phone reception. There there used to be no uh, no hot water, I think. Um, no. <laughs> It's so there's barely uh, like barely essentials. You have to to drive like half an hour to the next village to to buy your stuff. Hmm. Yeah, we like around ten to twenty people meeting up every year. But this year, thanks to Corona, basically the only thing that that Corona really got to me. Uh, we had to cancel the live meeting and we are going to do it online. So we uh, selected four games and yeah, met up at, on Discord. And yeah, we have been playing since uh, 12 today. So I've been playing for like three, four hours already. Uh, just Mordhau, hard mode, which is pretty fun. It's like a medieval first person shootery thingy. But mostly like hack and slash, obviously, because medieval. Sounds That's neat. a lot of fun. Yeah, you can play it with up to, I don't know, how many people, a lot of people. And you, you play together, everyone starts naked, you can, you have like 20 gold, you can buy uh, weapons that are uh, hidden around the map, basically, which is a bit weird because like there's just a sword lying on the ground, but you have to pay to pick it up doesn't really make sense but a lot of fun and yeah well, first that's... like hours we got our uh, asses handed to us because <laughs> it's it's a really complex game uh, you wouldn't think that but um, there's so many different inputs and in how to to hit and like the direction you move your cursor in 
determines where the sword comes from, and then you can speed up by moving your mouse to give it more uh, yeah, more strength into the hit because it's like it's completely physical. So it um, calculates how fast the sword was hitting the enemy um, to find out how much damage it is. And then you, Wait, you survive me, just wave look, after wave. Let me look that up real quick. I just want to make sure that you're still audible when I switch. Uh, okay, so. let's try this. Okay, no, I still <laughs> I still see it seems to be working. Uh, I still see. Okay, the cool. Thing. Okay, so not how. Yeah, we uh, rented the little server, so we are just by ourselves. No other people. Yeah, I think you can. Oh, okay, yeah, so can. it's a proper three D. Yeah. Game. Oh, it makes sense it. with the physical. So I guess you control it uh, kind of like... I don't know if you ever played Penumbra. Uh, no, but I think I have seen a video. Yeah, yeah you physically oh, kind of swing the hammer too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can, like, if you're, like, uh, in a small, small space, you can... Uh, Chip your sword on the on the walls, and then it won't hit the enemies. And you can hit multiple enemies if you're good. Mm-hmm. It's it's quite fun. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to find like a game for so many people that everyone likes. And um, yeah, that 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 has been it since last year, I think. Mm. Yeah. Well, this looks pretty cool, actually. So, is that the plan for the weekend, or do you play? Multiple. Today and tomorrow, and then Sunday to get sober again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you stick to the one game, you don't like switch around much. No, no, uh, all right. Uh, then we have uh, Counter Strike Global Offensive. Sure. It's like it's Counter Strike, and we usually played Counter Strike. Hmm. Usually it was uh, 1.6, the original Counter Strike, um, but the server doesn't support it somehow, and yeah, frontline force. But yeah, this this year it's CS:GO. It's it's basic Counter Strike. I think it's a little bit different from. I don't know if you play Counter Strike a lot. It's a huge difference. I don't. <laughs> I don't really I've see much of twice. a difference. <laughs> Graphics are a little bit nicer. That's it, and the uh, the buy menu is much more. Um, user friendly <laughs> yeah that's it and then um team fortress 2 that's an awesome game but th- that that's the point where uh, yeah most people don't want to play team fortress oh they're like two camps some people like love team fortress 2 mm. i like it but yeah a lot of people don't like it in our group yeah, i love playing playing the medic there mm. Dr. Hackenstein with the saw. I love it. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> it's a great game. And what's the what's the last game? I ah, left for that too. Oh, sure. But it's only four on four, so we'll probably have to wait until most of the other guys are too drunk to play. <laughs> Which is kind of the motto of the LAN party, or used to be the motto. It was the best LAN party in the world, too drunk to play. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but yeah, we got older as well. So nowadays we we aren't getting that drunk. 
if we are not even playing that much anymore last year we were a lot of out playing outside uh, flunky ball mm. you know that one no so that's that's you put the uh, plastic bottle half filled with water mm -hmm. in the middle then everyone um two teams like three two to four people but you can play it with how many people you want yeah everyone gets a, gets a beer at his side and then you throw a ball and try to um topple the um the plastic bottle in the middle and the other team has to run mm -hmm. quickly uh, stand the bottle in the middle again get the ball and get behind their line and the other the, the throwing party they can drink their beer as fast as possible and the game ends when one uh, team has all beers empty and usually like we have a lot of rules and we make up new rules every year but usually you have to put it atop of your head to prove that it's empty okay <laughs> I, I don't play it because uh, for me i don't i don't like to drink my beer that fast <laughs> i see <laughs> yeah and then we play like two three rounds and then half of the people are too drunk to play that's how it goes <laughs> sure that sounds pretty good um yeah no i never played much uh multiplayer games i think i think what what did we play in during uni it was left for that there was some i think some vietnam war thing right uh far cry ah um also bad battle something battlefield battlefield, battlefield. vietnam yes yes that's best the best soundtrack of every game Endgame. Right, that has the Jefferson Airplane, right? Yes. This <laughs> <laughs> 60s uh, psychedelic rock soundtrack. Yeah. Nice. Yes, that I remember fondly. That was a good time. Uh, yeah, in general, I, I'm not much for these kind of competitive things. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a thing that I don't feel I'm good enough and then I get frustrated and then I don't have mm. fun. <laughs> um, no. I also remember sometimes when you guys were playing at our flat and the tempers got a bit heated. <laughs> yes, yes, that's usually the case. <laughs> Someone will, will freak out. <laughs> to sign it, it's a good game. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I've played like multiplayer games for a long time. Started with counter-strike we had like a little counter-strike clan back in the day hmm. called ourselves what was it anarchy angels i think was the name of our they even did like a little flash intro video to our website that was great <laughs> <laughs> and yeah then then a lot of quake 3 arena played that a lot um but yeah, I never re was really good, and then I got frustrated. Then I started hating on Counter-Strike, because <laughs> probably because I was too bad. And I felt like I go around the corner, and then I'm dead, and then I have to wait like 15 minutes to till the next round starts, and it was just not fun. And there are double here and there, but yeah. Today, I don't know, I don't play a lot of multiplayer games outside of the, the yearly LAN party. There we play in modern warfare as well yeah. um yeah battlefield i think a little bit um 
Yeah, and we we used to play a lot uh, uh, Half-Life One mod called Frontline Force, which was just awesome. You had like different classes, and you had to capture different points. Mm -hmm. Just great, great maps, and yeah, because we played it every year, we got fairly good in it, and yeah, every every time someone new came. Um, joined us there he was just like so frustrated that we would play like <laughs> one game in 2000 whatever <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but we, we i think we didn't even play last year we completely dropped it which i find unfortunate because it was a lot of fun but also we we played it to death i think mm. like most of the most of the things you the experience you experience every year there, just lying in the corner, waiting till someone comes, then sniping him or running through with your heavy machine gun. It's a lot of camping, um, waiting till the enemy comes in, thinks he, he's alone and starts to capture, and then you jump in and shoot him in the back. Yeah, so got a bit boring, I think. Mm. I see. Um, I think the. You said Quake. I think I played, what was it? Um, Unreal was a thing, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Unreal Tournament that I yes. used to play a lot. Or for a while, at least. I played it the most, which was still almost not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, Unreal I played a lot too. Yeah, Unreal, the first Unreal and Unreal Tournament. Mm. Uh, Unreal, I... I, I for a short while, I was so, uh, let's say, motivated to play the game that I, <laughs> I decided I will wake up at five in the morning before school and, and play it like one hour, two hours before I have to go to school. And I managed to, to wake up at exactly 5 a.m. without an alarm, just like pure willpower. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just, it happened only once, but I, I still preciously uh, tell that story wherever I can. <laughs> I only did that with um, Tomb Raider 2. When I got oh. that, I was so excited about it. Um, yeah, I don't know if I ever had the first period free or something, but I remember getting up in the morning, you know, booting it up for the first time, going through that first... Uh, that first cave with the tiger and stuff, and uh, that was mm, that was something. The good old days. Bad I always wonder graphics. because you the first games we played. Mm. I not every game, but a lot of games. You had this sense of wonder. I still remember like installing World of Warcraft, and I and I wasn't even like planning on playing it really. I just. Mm -hmm. um, got for free and you could play like to level 10 or something when it came out and i just like waiting till it's installed and it felt so great and then you got into this huge world and like the items you found they had a feel to them mm, yeah. and i'm missing this in in modern games maybe it's I, I lost a sense of wonder like i'm not young anymore i've seen it too many times but every once in a while with the with a new game as well i, I get it back I get this sense of wonder, and I know why why I love games. Do you have like a game like that? Do you have 
memories, like really fond memories. Like it's a different world you can just get into. I mean, one of the first games that I uh, really fell in love with was Monkey Island, of course. Oh, I started yes. with Monkey Island 2. And um, I don't know, this is still to this day. Um, two and three are the kind of tied for my favorite games of all time, uh, among others, of course. But, uh, wow. Not, not Monkey Island 1. See, I played that later. Like, I. When, when I think Monkey Island 2 came out in 92, right? Um, and so I think when I was just starting school in 94, I remember my uh, one of my friends, you know, we were at his birthday party and he had gotten it for his birthday. And then we were all huddled around the computer, you know, the big, uh, what, well, CRT or something? Yeah. Um, and just, you know, being amazed with this game and stuff and so that was my first introduction to it and then um then in 95 uh monkey island 3 came out yeah because i loved 2 so much my parents got me 3 for christmas and mm. and i don't know I, I even remember like obviously you know i was at my grandparents i don't have a computer so i just had this cd the box and you know, i remember like taking out the little the little leaflet or whatever that was in the in the front, you know, where they had a little bit of a manual or description, like just being so, yeah, just like reading every word and stuff because it was so, I don't know, it was just something exactly. <laughs> There's just something about it, and um, and I guess Monkey Island One then, obviously being a bit old, I still love it, but I don't love it as much. You know what I mean, it's kind of a little bit of a step back after having played those other two. Which sounds weird know. because it's still a fantastic game and I do still appreciate it and I like to play it, but uh, you know, something about the something about two, just that graphic style. Yeah, the graphic style was better. There's something so so homey about it. Um, but yes, I think we uh, talked about it briefly during the birthday stream. I love those little Easter egg scenes um, where you go back to Monkey Island One, yeah, and I don't know. They that that hits a very very specific spot of nostalgia. You know, that, uh, <laughs> there's something so nice about it, really comfy and mm, I, I love those games. So I was definitely. I got a um, a CD with Monkey Island One, Loom, Indiana Jones. Um, the Last Crusade and Zack McCracken. And it came like in a big box, and there was like the newspaper for Zack McCracken and uh, the rotation thing. And there was <laughs> yes. a, a tape from Loom with the yeah. story. Yes, wow. the, the, the audio play. Best, mm. best Christmas present ever. This, it, the, it's, it's weird. Just the in my memory at least the moment i held in my hand i felt that it was something special maybe like i took this feeling and i brought it to the game mm. that's why it was so great but like all the games they felt like different worlds i could just jump into and i had to learn like the rules they they go by and that's the reason why i i like monkey island one more because it still mm. felt like a serious um like a serious yeah pirate game as well as a silly joke game but it had like these serious moments 
and like the the full screen faces that talked to him, it was just magical. You, yeah. Yeah. True. But, and yeah, it, I, yeah, I, I bet if I had played it earlier, you know, I would have probably the same feeling. There's probably a degree of nostalgia there, but but yeah, um, for me, uh, Indiana Jones Four: The Fate of Atlantis, that is also right oh, up yeah. there. And I still, I, I still to this day feel that it's maybe the best Indiana Jones story at all, including the movies <laughs> and everything. I love the movies, but uh, I think Fate of Atlantis is maybe the best of everything. It's it's so good. God, I love that game. That was the game where I first thought I want to make games. You know? hmm. That's... I kind oh. of started drawing my own you know, kind of uh, little scribbles of what I would want an Indiana Jones game to look like. And even my first programming that I did in Visual Basic back then was replicating the, the traveling, the red line that goes over a map. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, that's good stuff. And actually, uh, just uh, a couple days ago, I replayed Grim Fandango. I never played that. Ah, oh, you should. It's so yes, good. Yes, I know. It's, it's so good. And, yeah, but they, but I, I should, yeah. There, I mean, there's they remastered a remastered it. version, right? Yes, and actually, uh, it's kind of interesting that they didn't even have to change much. It's just the 3D models that they are mm. a little bit more high def. That's it. So if you like, do you have do you have a button where you can switch from the remaster to the uh, to the old, and it really just makes the 3D characters in front of the pre-rendered the pre-rendered backgrounds don't change, but um, mm -hmm. the characters themselves they become a little bit more pixely, like in those like PSX graphic uh, thing. Mm -hmm. you know? uh, but they didn't need to because the game it looks great, it plays great, uh, it's a fantastic story, um, such an interesting style. Um, it's just an all-around... I feel like that is really an evergreen kind mm. of game that I'm sure you would enjoy even if you play it now for the first time. <laughs> yeah, I kind of stopped playing at like the point-and-click adventure games. Somehow they, they lost the magic for me a bit. Mm. I think I could still go get into it, but I don't know, it's... And like my girlfriend, she has played like any of these games. She mm. She has never been like a gamer so she has just like a couple of games her father uh, let her play age of wonders is her game so she loves that she replayed it just uh, the last couple of days age and of yeah uh, it's a real time strategy game uh, where you have like different um, cultures and they all have their own gods you can and, and mystical beings I never played it actually, <laughs> but she loves the game. No, I only Age of Empires two. That was also one of the yeah that's, that I adored. Kind of like yeah. <laughs> Age of Empires uh, was I never really played the game. I mean, I played like I started the campaign, but mm. it didn't really catch me. But I love making maps for this. Ooh, yes. There were a couple of games Anything. I just wanted to make maps for, like Starcraft and and yeah, Age of Empires. Made so many maps. Nobody ever played them. I, I don't, except me, of course. But yeah, just making maps. It's just. But I never realized that I wanted to make games. <laughs> well, with Age of Empires is one of the few that I actually played a lot. Um, together with um, 
I think the Settlers 2. Hmm. Yes, Settlers 2, that looks right. Uh, yeah, that was also a game that just fascinated me, even though I never played it like... This is one of those games that I started over a lot, you know? <laughs> that I would play for a while, play like three, four missions, and then forget about it, and then be like, oh, I want to play this again, start from the front, and from the start, and... Uh, yeah, so I played the first couple missions a thousand times, I've never finished it. Um, but yeah, so for this type of game, is not usually really my thing. Um, this kind of... Uh, what is it, RTS? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this and the uh, the first, uh, what's it called, Anno 1602, I had a demo of that, and the demo I played a lot of <laughs> the actual game. It was so beautiful back then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the thing uh, you said with the making maps um, but not playing the game, I did that with... Something with Night. What is it? It's a Bioware game, like an old RPG, and it also had editors where you could make your own camp RPGs. Right. Neverwinter Nights. Neverwinter Nights. Yes. Neverwinter Nights. Ah, oh, that was that was some ridiculous fun. I, I seriously, I have not not even finished a tutorial mission in that game, but I have done a lot of <laughs> maps and stuff. <laughs> we played that one in multiplayer once yeah. i remember that <laughs> in in the in the basement of a friend of mine we had like i think like four people at least and you had i think you could play a multiplayer and it yeah, we just took hours to set it up that it run ran on every on every uh computer and then we started the game and we just wanted to have our own party like we were all like pen and paper players back then so we wanted to do our party mm. and then you start i'm not even sure if it's the first or the, the second neverwinter nights and then you came to the first character and he was talking to you and we we didn't want the the other character the npc to join us so we were, were just dissing him all the time <laughs> making him as angry as possible but then he joined us anyway and we're like, oh man, it's okay. One one NPC is okay. We came to the next one. The same thing happened again, because somehow they were like, I don't know, story important NPCs or something. Yeah. And after a while, yeah, we were really pissed with the game. And most of the people, you could just right click on a, another character and follow him. Yeah. So there was just one person playing, and the other people were just following and doing something else. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fond memory. Also, like the best coffee I ever had at his house. <laughs> Such a great coffee. Well, and I was good. always like on, on my search to, to recreate this coffee experience, but I never <laughs> quite managed it. And now with a coffee grinder and and uh, uh, like, what's it, the mocha? Uh, mocha Kenshin. Not sure how, how to express it in English. Yeah, but it's, it? it's not the can. same. I'm still looking for the right kind of coffee and then I then I get it I think. Mm -hmm. But it was really expensive coffee I think because his parents had quite some money. Yeah. Well we have a couple of people in the chat, even people we know. We have mm, how do I pronounce it? Is it no city? No city? Well that certainly ran away from us. You said time. last time you can do it however you want. Okay. <laughs> You remember well, that? <laughs> no, no, no. That must have been a whole bottle of whiskey in. 
Uh, yes, I think so. <laughs> and uh, it's Jana from that is Red King, right? Yes. Hello. How are you guys? They even started recently streaming games, or maybe not even recently, but just recently I saw them. See, this is... Yeah, Twitch is all... It's a whole new world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a hypnotic old thing to do. We are always the latest to a new technology. <laughs> that's how we do it. <laughs> Only one time. I think HTML5, we were like... Like yes. in the late middle, <laughs> not not early, but not the last one. But yeah, we went to mobile when the market was just saturated, and now we're going to Twitch. And I think nobody is anymore. But <laughs> it's fun. I mean, we are doing this for us mostly. Yes, I mean, since we can't hang out in person, we gotta hang out somewhere, and yeah. we might as well let people watch. Mm, maybe that's our our thing. <laughs> Such narcissists, we need people to see us while we hang out. Um, yeah. No, that was uh, was a good time. Uh, I guess I'm relatively okay with the whole corona situation because I am kind of a massive introvert, so mm. sitting at home alone, that's my comfort zone, but... Um, in those moments, you know, when we do hang out and and I do notice, you know what, I, I miss this. Yeah. It's uh but I mean let's see how long how long we have to I mean I haven't checked in a bit but it looked like the curve was going down pretty nicely. Yeah it was, but I think it's getting worse again because like people seem oh. to think it's over. Like yesterday there was a there was a child, children's birthday party at the neighbors. And there were at least like 10 people jumping around, infecting each other. Yes. Like nothing. And I think there is another one, but it's not uh, like 1st of May is, uh, what is it? Uh, it's not some, some kind Labor of Day. Uh, Labor Day. Oh, but it's not, not Menatag, right? No, but is that not the, men, we call it the day of work. Is that not Labor Day? I yeah, that was the Labor Day. I mean, it's a different kind of Labor Day. It's the German one, but yeah, basically. Uh, oh no, yes, yeah. it actually seems to be the proper translation: Labor Day. Yeah. Um, the other day is Father's Day, right? And it seems like all the people in chat they know each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice bringing people together, even as yeah. we just talk about nonsense. So, uh, Jana asks, how do we work? Do we have an office or home office? Well, we work just like this. Right. You Great are... question. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> we work from home, yeah. We, we decided early on we were trying to do it like as cheaply as possible. Well, we had no choice, to be fair. <laughs> we don't have money. We don't make a yeah. living of this. We just goof around and... Hope we can do it for another year. I came to Leipzig to to uh, to found the studio with Hannes, so we are like at least in the same city. Yes, um, this is my hometown, born and raised, moved away, came back. That's yes, that's uh, Leipzig. <laughs> yeah, I left to like half a year. In I left to go to 
Bremen, I think. And then I went to Constance, my hometown back again. And then now I'm back in Leipzig. Probably greatest city in Germany, I'd say. Mm, you're not wrong. Um, Berlin is great too, but it's too much. Leipzig is just the right kind of action and uh, relaxation, I feel. But yeah, so basically we do exactly that, only we don't usually stream it. Uh, you know, just work each on our own. And then, of course, mm. we have a Discord and stuff, which we're probably going to, you know, announce to open up for mm. people and stuff uh, soon. Um, and then just chat and then, you know, do this, call each other, talk about things we need to talk about and yeah. do our we work. We meet once a week. week. Yes. Today, uh, it's every Monday. Uh, we meet for an hour or two in the last couple of weeks just talking about what we did last week what we are going to do next week and yeah tried a lot of different like managing techniques because I, I read a lot about how to how to uh, lead your company yes and but yeah. I'm unmanageable so a lot of them yes abandoned. <laughs> <laughs> it's un impossible if you're working with with crap man don't even try but uh, yeah I, I tried like uh, what did we try? We tried Scrum. We tried like a waterfall diagram. I did um, Trello to manage the stuff. We had a, a, a Slack just up until this year. And now we just we just reduced as many as much as possible. We only have like one Discord um, where we do everything. We do use Hangouts to, um, to do our calls because Somehow, Discord always uh, has some problems with yeah, audio. It doesn't seem to do the auto leveling well or at all. <laughs> so it's a bit, a bit yeah. of a problem since we all have different mic volumes. It seems and sometimes yeah. it's a bit of an issue. Yeah, and we we used uh, Wunderlist. It's just a to do list app to manage what uh, tasks we have um, because that worked out well for like for our new project, which I had to plan in advance for the, the minimis funding stuff. Uh, I did um, I did a Google Sheet, like a huge Google Sheet with all fancy stuff, uh, like where I could put in all the tasks, all the times, then I calculated onto the times the how much uh, off time everyone has, how how long people will be ill. As far as I assume, I think Hannes has to to mute his mic again, but he forgot as always. <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, and that put out a Gantt diagram as well, and that gives us like a, a roadmap at least. We are pretty um, flexible. Each week we see what we have to do, we decide what we what we're going to focus on, and then we do this set goals for the week and next week we see how far we came what goals we managed to accomplish which we which we didn't and yeah that's basically it we have a dropbox where we um, save all our documents we have uh, a google drive as well for game development stuff because dropbox would be full too much so, Hannes, do you mm -hmm. remember what you were supposed to do when you leave your place? When I leave my place? 
Dude, you have to mute your mic if you're gonna film. No, 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 you, you can still hear me. I muted it for the stream. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Because we had this last time. Last time people were just hearing Hannes refilling his glass while <laughs> I was trying to talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know, I've, I'm only using this uh, really fancy mic that we. Wait, maybe I can hold it into the camera for a second. Uh, since. Whoop. For not so long, I used to have like a normal, terrible one. Uh, this is something we bought for like proper recordings, podcasting, and stuff like that. Um, and I started using that because the other broke, and I'm still not used to like just how well that picks everything up. I can do something on the other side of the room, and you're gonna hear it. So that's yeah. Mm. So gotta be mindful of that you actually can hear me everywhere now, and not just when I scream directly into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, one yeah. thing I want to so, so oh. um, just one one more thing like sure. um, being like mostly yeah basically just online home office and working working with this for years the corona didn't change anything for us no. yeah so lucky us we are pretty lucky because I mean you know uh, as you mentioned we have some stuff in the works. Uh, which kind of enables us to be... I mean, I guess we were always kind of uh, unaffected by recessions and stuff. Uh, I guess that's the one advantage we have. We don't make a lot of money, but <laughs> the money we do have is relatively safe. So that's a really good thing, I guess, Just at a certain level of stability. Um, but I don't know if you said that, because that's also confusing that I can't hear you when I walk away, <laughs> as I'm used to. Um, Part of why, obviously, this works so well that we can do like individual uh, stuff is because we work relatively um, individually anyway. We have our separate tasks and projects where we take lead on and or work on by ourselves, so that we that it's uh, for us it works really well that we have that uh, meeting once a week to like uh, you know catch each other up, uh, organize, uh, talk about things that need doing, but other than that, are relatively able to work independently. Um, I guess if we were more people or working more intensively together on something, then office may be better, that you can have like a little bit more. I mean, we don't feel like the, the problem now that we are three people. So usually it was just Hannes and me. We always had like a couple of freelancers to help us with specific stuff but now we have a marketing manager and kita and yeah as a new intern so mm -hmm. we yeah we, she i think she was a bit like it was a bit too much for her to or it wasn't enough support for her just to, doing it via chat and meeting once a week so now we are like doing more video chats to talk about like specifics and work together yeah it's a it's a bit of a learning curve for us as well to have an intern <laughs> because mm. uh, obviously we've only worked with each other and we've known each other for a very long time so uh, we have certain shorthands and i guess we know what each other what we each expect and mm. <clears throat> and even the people we've worked with were friends and stuff so there was a certain um yeah just uh, i think that it's just something to, I notice that I have to keep that in mind that I'm talking to someone who does not instinctively know what exactly mm -hmm. I'm asking. And then I have to be a bit more, uh, let's explain a bit more, be a bit more clear, give a little bit more guidance. Because obviously that's also a difference of uh, 
well, almost a decade of work experience between us, I guess. Uh, yeah. And, yes. Uh, I see you, you guys want to know a um, new secret project. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't talk about it or we don't want to talk about it yet. Because this time we want to do like a really proper announcement with all the marketing stuff. Because, yeah, we have a marketing intern. We have a lot of stuff planned. So, sorry, not yet. Not quite. It yet. will be announced, but not today. <laughs> It'll yeah. come. It'll come. Patience, friends. Yeah. And, and another thing, um, just another good point to uh, Discord. Uh, if you see my video quality, I still have the same rubbish camera. It looks better, eh? Yeah, it looks a lot better than last time. And last time we, we did a Hangout and Hannes uh, shared it via Twitch. Now we're doing it via Discord and it's much better. Weird. <laughs> yeah. um, so, yes. Uh... Oh. I guess, uh, speaking of work and doing things... Right. We have new games online. We do have new games online. We can, like, even look at them and stuff. <laughs> new old games. <laughs> new old games. Yes. So let's have a look at this then. What is this? Ah, yes. Our... All right. Uh, so as you guys maybe know, uh, last couple of weeks we share three new games for free on Itch to get you through the Corona times. Mm -hmm. And it's mostly it's mostly prototypes and experiments we have done and not properly released or released at all. Yeah, and uh, this time it's okay, all uh, the right. And Let me download Orbital right uh, while we maybe look yeah. at some of the others. Do you like set yeah. individual um, prices for this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> for each game, I, I set a price I feel comfortable with, and 120 is, is Orbital right. I mean, I put a lot of work in it. It's like multiple months because I've never really done much with physics and 3D. So this is actually the first game I've done uh, with this stuff. And it took me a long while just to get it working how I wanted to. And yeah, I had to find out a lot of about physics and it, that it's not even that easy to program like multiple gravita gravitational uh, pulls. Mm. I had to limit this and yeah. But yeah, it's about a hamster. Uh, which is also lovely um, modeled and textured by our friend Chris Mauk, who unfortunately, uh, yeah, he works for another company and did that uh, years ago for us. And But yeah, the, the game never released, unfortunately. But yeah, he, he did a great job. He did all the planets and stuff as well. You can't see the, you can't see the, what's hamster in... in English, it's just hamster. Hamster, right? Hamster. Yeah. Can't see the hamster, un unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. He let me see good. about switching, if that works so, to the full yeah. screen game, and if I can still hear you. Right. I'm just going to continue Oops. talking. Yep. Looks good. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're playing. You're in a spaceship, uh, space hamster, 
and you lost your ability to steer. So now you have to use the orbs, the orbits of the planets. You can just boost, ah, and that's all. Okay. Yeah. So we're trying to. Yes, and we have to boost just enough that we stay in a proper orbit. Yeah, and uh, the way the the ship turns is all like physics. I don't know, more or less physics. <laughs> so you, you can't steer by yourself. It's just a pull, and I calculated how much the the ship should turn. Yeah, and you have to to boost just the right way, so you're not um, colliding with one of the planets. You collect the cheese to get points, and you have to collect the um, satellites to Ooh. find a wormhole to get it. Yeah, to continue. Oh, I have to. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. All the all the satellites, and then uh, a wormhole appears. You can fly right into it. Yeah, it, it looks amazing, I think, but um, yeah, it never felt quite right, so this, I didn't release it. This is actually kind of funny. I uh, watched the. Um, you know these master classes? Uh, I watched the. Yeah, the Unity master classes? Uh, no, I mean, um, there's there's like a website called Masterclass or something, and they have like a lot of famous people who talk about their stuff. And uh, I watched the one by Chris Hadfield, that Canadian uh, mm. astronaut with the mustache. Yeah. And that was super interesting. I was just talking about space exploration and. Uh, part of it was also like how orbital mechanics work and stuff like that. So it's, uh, ah, I really wish I could go to space someday, but I am. Not yeah, too that's old. also one of the problems of the game. It's quite hard, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, you really have to get your, the hang out of it. But then it's fun. It's the fun is is like finding out how you manage to do this. But yeah, it's it's hard to find like the the right. Um, audience for it too because it looks like a game for kids that's really easy but it plays a lot harder than it seems and yeah <laughs> i also played around with lots of different mechanics um i have mechanics for a shield that can help you a little bit in it um i had like fuel limited fuel that you had to uh, gets and yeah, uh, you know what might really be funny good? if hmm? you had. You know what might be funny if you had like because uh, you just said shields. Um, and the thing that I find most difficult is when the tra trajectory is already pulling you straight towards the planet. Yeah, <laughs> because you can't really do anything about that. But if you had like some sort of like whether that's a bonus or something that you can collect or that you can bounce off the planet a bit and uh, that it shoots you back if you have the yeah certain amount of fear um, or something. I thought like maybe we, we could um, could implement something that you can slightly turn the ship. Mm -hmm. And I always thought of it like a, that it's a mobile game and it really plays very well on a tablet or something. And then you can like turn the tablet just turn the ship a little bit like you're shifting in the ship i mean it's not realistic but uh <laughs> i think it could be fun <laughs> sure. yeah i also had like different upgrades to make the ship a little bit better like boost better or uh, turn faster and yeah i disabled all that stuff 
because it really like the main loop this what we are seeing here that works but it's just it's a little bit too hard and in in parts like this now you're just a little bit too slow so yeah i didn't i was looking for something also you know like now you you don't see where the black hole is and yeah yeah hmm what about great game for a while <laughs> uh what about if the if the trajectory you're on if your orbit was a little bit visualized in front of you and then you could upgrade yeah. for a longer that you can see further ahead yeah i thought about that too and i even tried to implement it but i didn't have the skills to do it <laughs> i always also like thought it would be cool if you would have uh like little enemy ships that um, um chased you down but like programming them to use the orbits uh, i never even tried it <laughs> seemed, seemed too too complicated but yeah you need to to see a little bit better um you need more more visual information i think to help you with uh, how to play yeah well, but it, uh, it is one of those ideas that were kind of fun. Yeah, but Maybe I think I, I will go back to it. Yes. And I will try to, but I will have to rewrite it completely because the code is just, I don't know, five year old, five years old. It was Unity 5. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Well, then we have In Your Room, that is a... Like a little game I made um, like some years ago I was a little bit bored and I decided to uh, to build a choose your own adventure engine and on that point I was informed today that choose your own adventure is a trademarked phrase that belongs to choose co and that they actually uh, because I uploaded it uh, and I was contacted by someone who informed me that I that they issue takedown notices and like take games off itch that describe that, that describe themselves as choose your own adventure games, which I find thoroughly ridiculous to be honest. I mean, mm. I get the whole um, you have to protect your copyright to keep it, but I feel like choose your own adventure is such a ubiquitous term. Like it's a genre, isn't it? Yeah, it, it it has become a genre. But obviously, if you're like the first one to do one, you can. I mean, if, if the rogue the rogue developers trademarked this, yeah, they could write a lot of games on itch. But then you know, I get if they do it when Netflix calls you know their Black Mirror thing a choose your own adventure or something a high hmm. high profile thing, but to take uh, to take itch games down like indie developers who have no like we, we don't even have copyrights most of the time or you do trademarks I think that's, or something. that's how, how trademark and copyright works you have to protect your it or the courts will rule that it's not important or that's used so widely and you don't care really about it that you can't uh, sue a real competitor who uses this to to hurt you that's why you have to go after everyone unfortunately 
I don't know. Uh, to me, that seems weird because I mean, other games also describe themselves as a Souls-like, but from software doesn't come out and uh, sues everyone describing because you're not saying this is from mm. the choose your own adventure series. You're saying it's you're basically describing it like a like a roguelike, which also comes from the game Rogue or a Souls-like from the Dark Souls series yeah. or something. And they're also not, you know, suing everyone and making indie developers take it off itch because they describe it as this is like this. It's a headspace. I mean, <laughs> choose your own adventure is just a great name too. Like uh, memory, you can't call your name your game memory. You have to do it like match two because they have a trademark memory? on it. But yeah, so like it's just a great name. Wait, be, but only on yeah. its own. But you can use it together with something else. Yeah, you can say it's. I have it in my memory. <laughs> no, I mean, like, because I had this idea for a game, uh, Centrist Memory, and can I yeah. name it that? No, 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 no. <laughs> Match two. <laughs> Match Centrist, yeah. <laughs> well, the good yeah. things is that uh, that Netflix uh, sued to have the trademark revoked because it's too common a phrase. So let's mm. see what happens. But yes, yeah, so I mean, all, this, all those, those trademark mark stuff, uh, remember, like, as Jana said in chat here, uh, the scrolls with um, Peterstar saving, uh, suing Mojang. And there was also like a guy who had the trademark for the name Edge. I think the guy who was the. Yeah, but that was I like the know. most. Like, he got a lot of yeah. flack for like trying to be. Yeah, it's Edge.com, so, like, right? <laughs> he, he sued Mirror's Edge, I think. And that was just the time we were fund, uh, founding uh, Hypnotic Owl. And that was that was the reason we decided to do uh, Unternehmergesellschaft. So we we are protected that if we do screw up with some kind of weird naming and get sued that we that our personal money won't be affected and we can just go bankrupt without having to worry about it. And yeah, nothing like that happened. And sometimes I feel like we overreacted to the times and it would have been much easier to go other ways. But on the other hand, um, having like a real company helped us get the funding from the de minimis. And it was obviously a huge thing. Well, yes, so now... uh... Back to the game. (laughs) So now I'm calling the game a pick thine individual... What was it? I had some stupid word that I used. Uh, pick thine individual escapades. So that's that's the new genre we're using now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should make that trend. I, I like the idea. And don't tell me someone else came up with that first. It's mine. Choose your own experience. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this is basically just a short game about a ghost in your room. How to get rid of it? Uh, so I basically wrote a a parser for the way I kind of structure my uh, concept files. That's a very simple indentation-based system. Uh, probably not very powerful, but you can play around with it. It's also on, I uploaded it also to itch, uh, and it's linked under the games. I also made um, looks like rain, which which I actually like a lot. That's pretty neat. Uh, but yes, I mean, this is a text adventure, so that's probably best done by yourself. Um, and so the final game we put up is an old favorite, the idea of... I love the graphics, by the way, of the game. 
Really nice. Mm. Right. We have Skywalker. <laughs> I hate that game. <laughs> it's just yeah. the most awkward combination of genres you can do. <laughs> <laughs> it is a text-based endless runner. So basically, you just type which There's a little bit of sound with that. This is it. You always get like in 50 feet or in 30 feet, there's a gap and how wide it is. And then you just try to jump over it. Oh. And now I fell down. <laughs> and at some point, the distances get wider, then you can jump, then you need to do a bit of a sprint. And it keeps getting a little bit faster and stuff. And I don't know, that was just a. When did I make this, like, shortly? What? See, I get confused by my own game, like, how it measures the distance. Uh, probably also because I'm talking about paying attention. Yeah, I think that was shortly after the day. I was just really into, like, text stuff, and I was uh, just musing on Twitter about various things you could possibly do with that. And someone thought it was funny, so I made it. Hmm. <laughs> it's similar to the stealth trucking thing. I was just talking about nonsense, and then someone said, hey, that sounds weird. And then eventually, last year actually, ah, damn it. So yeah, so that's the, that's the things we put up today. And of course, you know, yeah, we just uh, kind of figured People are bored at home. We might as well finally populate our itch page as we've been meaning to. And so there's a lot of yeah. cool free stuff on there. I mean, yeah, we, we both love these like experimental small indie games. Mm. We used to, to play this all the time and show each other and like, oh, have you played this one? And do you remember like at a maze where we uh, met, what, what was his name? Uh, Oh, um, Terry Kavanagh. Kavanagh, right. And, uh, we were just going over, like, a bit too excited, maybe, and told him that we played his game. He was like, oh, all right, that's cool. What kind of games did you like? And we were uh, Pathways. We love Pathways. <laughs> and he was like, really? <laughs> you couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was just like an experimental pixely game where you walk from left to right, and you get older, and you can choose your... The, the path you go and maybe you find a wife who walks with you and then it's just a little bit uh, like yeah, depending uh, on, on where you go uh, it's, it's a different right no. no 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 it's depending on which turn you take off the path ah, okay. the story you're playing is different you know there's yeah. like go left first and you know you have that story with the wife if you go to the end then you're in a D&D &D campaign basically going to slay a dragon or something and it's like just different things and um, the reason why that like really spoke to me uh, which I guess I didn't get around to explaining <laughs> uh, when when he said what no that game is bad and I was like ah mm -hmm. damn it <laughs> well it's because he had like he didn't one like it <laughs> yeah, he said he felt embarrassed by it it was yeah. uh, 
but um, there was one character you always went through. Like when you left your house, you had like one screen where, screen where you walked through the street, and there was one girl standing there that every day said something different. And one day she said, uh, please stay with me for a while or something like that. And I did, and nothing happened. And then I looked it up, and he said that he had not even planned that, but a lot of people write to him, like, is there something happening there? But, you know, that there was this this moment where he had, like, this connection with a character that was, like, almost accidental. And hmm. I don't know, I liked really the the vibe of that. It had a, had a nice... Eh, yeah. There was something about it. and It was like the, the old games we talked before. Uh, yes! Like, it, has, it has a world, and you feel it has rules, and you... It just is like, it fits together, and yeah, it's just... But that's actually a good point, like when you were saying, the one, this wonderment we used to have, that actually, you know, in the, when the whole indie thing kind of became more of a thing, right? I feel yeah. like there were a bunch of games where I had that a lot, maybe because it was a, you know, me myself starting to realize, oh, I can make games, and then mm. just being really fascinated by other people who just do that, you know, where it's not just triple A, but people just sit down and just make weird stuff and then just being so excited by all of this. And I guess now that, that was a magical moment. time. Yeah, it was a magical time. But now it's like, I feel like it's so much and too many. And like, maybe also like the quality isn't there. Like back then it was like, it was just harder to do. So maybe there was like more quality or something because obviously the the there have to be just as great games like there were back then, but we we don't find them. I think, I think in a weird way, it's gotten too high quality that the expectation of what indie means has gotten to a level where yeah. um, it's just. I mean, what was I mean like Braid or something? That everything has to be like this brilliant, beautiful yeah. thing, and not not pathways, you know. <laughs> Hmm. So, like, the bar has been raised to a point where, I don't know. And, yeah, I'm sure that's also the thing that with all the tools that have come out and how easy it is to make games today, that there's just so much stuff. Hmm. It's kind of... I didn't I didn't like Bright that much, to be honest. I never finished it. It was... I don't... I'm not too big into platformers, and I don't... I usually don't like puzzle games. Hmm. So it was just a bad combination. I... I I've, I got the good feeling. It had like a very nice vibe, mm. uh, but I didn't get far, and this was just too frustrating. I liked it a lot. Um, not, I don't. I wouldn't play it again. I'm really mm. happy that I played it, and I do recommend finishing it because I mean the last. I mean by now you probably know what the last scene yeah. is like, right? So yeah, that, yeah, that was so, an so interesting like thing to experience, of course, but. Uh, Oh, but then his follow-up, I really loved that. Uh, what was that with the with the really colorful island, where you like draw lines and things to. Hmm. Gosh, what am I thinking? The witness. The witness, yes. Like, it's also stupid gorgeous. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like. Yeah, just the bar has been raised to a point where it's kind of just, you know, on the level what companies used to, like what the big companies used to do back in the day. Sort of. You know what it also could be? Like, 
back in the day, I especially remember the, with games like I guess I mean yeah, the first games all had it, like this feeling, and and then there were a couple more and. Um, today it's, it's mostly I get I start a game and I start playing it and then I get a feeling for how the rules are and they are always the same mm. and then I feel like boxed in I know exactly what I can do and can't and it's not a world anymore it's just it's just a bunch of systems and it doesn't have the the magic it, it used to have like back then we we didn't know the rules we had to experience them it felt like you could do anything obviously you can't you couldn't but it felt like it. So that's where the, the magical spark maybe came from. That's why I I, I don't I have a hard time into in getting into like triple A games mm. because they are like all so polished that I immediately know the game mechanics because I have played like too many games like these. I know exactly what I can do, where where I can jump on, what I can fight, and it just feels so limited. It's not. Not a real world to experience. It's although they might be might, might be like open world, uh, they still feel mechanically like like just a corridor. Well, I guess a huge part of it is also that they're not really. I mean that the open world is kind of forced, and they throw a lot of random nonsense in that is not really like pertaining to what you're doing. Just the busy work, mm -hmm. so they can sell it for a lot of money. And justify microtransactions and a mm. hundred dollar season pass and all kind of weird stuff. Because uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's some games that I really do uh, like, like the Assassin's Creed Two. That's actually I'm thinking of playing that again. Is that was just I yeah? I have that. Those I haven't really played them. I, I tried like the first one. I oh, think the first one is so way, terrible. Way, way you have to skip it. It is so okay. bad. It okay. is so bad. <laughs> I hate I hated it. Like it's it's the same exact thing. You go to a city, you have the exact exact same kind of missions, only you have it eight times. Uh, I don't know why, yeah. it's the exact same thing eight times. I hated it. But the second one is awesome. And I also realized that <laughs> the thing that I like most about it is you have a little lair in like a little town somewhere and you can start to build up the town you know so you earn money and stuff to to buy something there and to open stores or something like that i don't remember it's been a while but um but this thing of like uh i've been kind of thinking about this the last couple of days like what really what really gets me excited about games because the running around that's cool that's fun but mm. where you can build something of your own yeah building like I think that like inherent like a, a human trait you want to to build up something i think you, you're supposed to build up yourself and your surroundings but you can also just play games <laughs> <laughs> sure um yes in the chat when this is saying the other problem is the hand holding in games many times it feels like the player is treated like some idiot who can't figure yeah. anything out and yes I have <laughs> quit so many games that started with a tutorial like that. It's it's not even funny. It's just it's. I mean, I get it, but like on the one hand, they are still so reliant on all the like the gaming vocabulary that like people who never play the game they will still fail at it, and people who play a lot of games they know, already know what to do. It's just a weird mix, and it doesn't yeah. gel very well. I feel. Yeah, so 
so we are being bored for half an hour before the actual game starts and yeah, yeah. same as you I have I mean we also talked about it last time it's it's a real problem for me the first 15-20 minutes of a game so many games yeah. I installed I just quit straight away because I'm so bored by them it's yeah but you know what mm. I actually managed to get back and start Arcanum again I did it you I did. managed. Yeah, I, I, well, I really see how long you stick to it. <laughs> oh, I, I think I will finish this time. <laughs> I, oh, I, I found we'll a character I really like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I found the perfect background. It's the Mad Doctor, and it gives you like uh, um, it gives you resistance to electronics and um, poison, mm. and yeah, you have to pay a little bit of stats here and there, and you get a bit boost in intelligence and stuff. But yeah, you can you, because of your your experiments on yourself, you you become ugly. So you get a a, a models on um, your beauty, and you are very weak. Your in your uh, what's it called? Constitution is also very low. Yeah, but it's a lot, lot fun to play. I, I I managed to do the character. That's like the main thing in in RPGs for me. If I manage to create a character, I'm usually going to play it. And I got the the first the first screen with the uh, zeppelin that crashes. I got through that, and now in the first town, managed to do most of the things there. I only had to restart the game completely twice because I I got like scarred I, I, with fighting wolves. I somehow hit myself and scarred my face, and I am also already not very beautiful. And then I couldn't like talk to the people, or at least I mean like most of the people they were like, "Ah, oh, what are you talking to me?" And then it just felt like the character I wanted to play, so I had to restart and push my beauty and watch out that in fights I'm not damaging myself too much. <laughs> but now I feel quite confident. I, I have a great character. I have a yeah. I, I think I, I will I will finish it this time if I'm not screwing it up again and. Uh, just trashing a quest item I need, <laughs> but I will save often on different spots so I can get back <laughs> and continue if this is the case. Well, I'll ask Love you about game. it every time what you're up to in the yes, game. So. Every week. <laughs> yeah, and that's a game that has this wonder because I still don't know what you can do in this game. There's so much you can do. There's so many people you can talk to and they react so differently. I, I even I mean I really want to play this game uh, with this character, then I want to make a character that's just stupidly beautiful, who can just charm everyone. And then mm -hmm. I want to make a really ugly, stupid or ogre who's just like tough as nails, who can just fight his way through <sighs> such a great game. Yeah. Arcanum of Steamworks and Magica Obscura, or Magic Obscura. I'll have to, one of these days, maybe in a couple of years, I'll give it an honest shot again. Yeah. Um, well, we're having an interesting conversation in the chat about AAA games and tutorials and stuff. And tutorials, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I get tutorials, it Tutorials, the, the toughest game in, in game development? <laughs> Definitely, yes. Um, but I also feel like, you know, that a lot of games are just being a little bit too... I think there are ways to do a tutorial that works. Like, one of my favorite examples for a really great start to a game is... Um, uh, that thing where you mutate into different 
prototype, prototype. Uh -huh, Do right. you remember that? And you start yeah. at the end. You start in the middle of mayhem, and you get all these uh, abilities that you will get throughout the game step by step, and mm. then you just cause damage with them a little bit. You don't need to do too much. It's relatively simple. And then it goes like a couple months ago, and the game starts. So you kind of have something to look forward to. You know how the game works because it introduces yeah. them in a very quick and fun way. And I think it's just the yeah the slowness of how some tutorials are made, and especially if it's stuff that like every single game makes, where I feel like it is okay to expect a certain literacy, if you will, from yeah, games. game literacy, right? That's what. Um, because I don't need to be taught how to use. WASD and look around and that's yes I know maybe there should be the option for it like for people who never play the game do those people exist yeah of course I mean as I said my girlfriend she she gets more interested in games every day watching me and she's like ah can I play and I'm like you can try sure it won't won't be any fun but you can try and then she just she can manage like controlling a mouse and uh, WASD or uh, just a controller. Like uh, we we played a game. We played like um, what's it called? Uh, like a, a snowboard game. It's a recent one. It was free on Epic, I think. That's how I got it. So I'm gonna Steep, steep, and that—that's quite. That went quite well because you don't have to control the camera. You only have to control the the, the character. The camera will go on its own, but controlling the camera and the character—that's a skill you really need to to practice. Sure, um, my thinking is just okay. Maybe there's a couple of people who have never played a game and they start like at the top. But usually you start with something small, right? You play a, um, I don't know, you play Super Mario or something, which is relatively intuitive and simple to control. And you get kind of into, and I mean, even today, I mean, design got so good that a lot of it is really intuitive. Like even now, if you go back and play a game from the 90s, sometimes the, I can't even wrap my head around how I managed to control this crap. <laughs> Just because that wasn't a developed thing then, like how proper... Even UX design and everything. Like, um... Man, Arcano is just like you. You have to read it. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't explain you anything. <laughs> There's no tutorial. You just have to know that there are like they explain in game that you have like technology and magic, and you can only go into one direction really, or you can go into both. But if you go just magic, then you can't use technology anymore. It would just explode in your hand and. I don't know. It's it's just crazy. I I have to, had to to open the browser so often just to find out how how I get to to craft anything because I knew I could do it. I just learned the skill, but it never showed me where the menu was to craft the stuff. Well, that's for example, Arcanum is not a game you should play as your first game, right? Same as you no. shouldn't play Dark Souls as your first game. Like I still don't get Dark Souls. I tried it, you know, mm. and I play that type of game a lot. But this just is throws you in there and figure it out. But it's not for, not for your first attempt, right? You have to have a certain yeah, game literacy already, and then you have the willingness to, through trial and error, figure it out. Right? Basically, like we did it back in the day when that stuff was just bad, but we managed. 
because we mm. had nothing but time. I guess that's that's part of the problem that we have too much that we can look at. Is if we only had that one game yeah. for months, then of course we would figure it out. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, if it's short, then it's fine. Like even, um, uh, like Prince of Persia, the one that has no subtitle for some reason, the cell shaded one. Uh, that is also one of my favorite games of all times. I love it so much. But it also annoys me like that it starts with um, you get thrown in a, into a situation and then it like is like, okay, if you run here and it shows you this button, press that button and it pauses for you to do that. And mm. at times it even does that for something you've already done. Yeah, it's... Uh, yes, I have used this just now. Can't you detect it or something? But then the game pauses but at least it is really quick like that is a one minute two minute sequence it is not 20 minutes of belaboring the point of stuff that i you know should obviously know uh, and then that's also fine it's still one of my favorite games even with that even if i wish i could just run through the thing i think but i think you can disable the tutorials there so that's hmm. i started yeah. uh i installed outward which is supposedly like a cool RPG, like Gothic, like in the vein of Gothic, just bigger, mm. like a little bit like Gothic meets Skyrim or something. And it has the option to start a tutorial. And obviously, I start a tutorial. I mean, I'm, I'm someone who, who reads the manual mm. if you buy <laughs> something. So yeah, I start a tutorial and it's just like a huge map and you can just follow a line it says like here you can go to magic there you can go to combat and there you can go to this and that and it's just like no i'm i want to have fun <laughs> with the game and I, I asked a guy who who told me who, who recommended the game so warmly and i said like how did you manage to go through a tutorial and he was like there's a tutorial he just started the game and maybe i should have done the same but now i'm just hesitant to start the game because i <laughs> also heard that it's a hard game, so I I want to know everything. I, I'm like a yeah. I'm just a. I want to do everything perfectly. <laughs> that that's usually how how uh, like RPGs die on my um, computer. It's because I, I realized like halfway through that I did make a little mistake and I can't live with it and I have to restart, <laughs> but I don't want to and then I quit. <laughs> Yeah, so now now I can't start outward because I know there's a tutorial that's too large for me to play, but I also don't want to go into it without having played the tutorial. So maybe I will watch some some YouTube video or something going through everything. <laughs> it seems to be the only way. Yeah, it's weird sometimes because I mean this it, it has to be possible to like teach the player what you want them to understand about the game without. I don't know, making it an info dump or mm. actually I was just uh, thinking about you know uh, Driver have you played that the old PSX game no it was sort of there was was that pre-GTA or at least pre-3D GTA and um, to start the actual game you had to complete a a driver's license or something like that which meant you had to do that's cool but it was so annoying. It was, you had to do like, you had to drive a slalom and you had in a certain amount of time had to perform a series of action. 
like Google 360 and everything. And I had, after trying it forever, had to have a friend come over to do this for me so I can play the game. And <laughs> I feel like that is the worst kind of tutorial possible to make me learn advanced moves like yeah. right from the start <laughs> before I can play the game instead of like slowly introducing them step by step or something. I don't know. It's, Maybe we should do a game like that, tutorial the game, where you just learn one mechanic after another, and then when you're through, the game is over. <laughs> yeah, I was also just thinking about, because um, I feel like in in Wizard, we do like half-half sort of a thing, mm. right? Yeah. With, um, there is a tutorial for the start, so you like, get the basic controls, but then, yeah, like we discussed last time, like step-by-step the game teaches you how it wants you not just how to control it but how it wants you to play which is super interesting <laughs> and that yeah. there is the game right hmm. i mean you can't you can't make like a puzzle game and then <laughs> explain every puzzle in a tutorial it would be meaningless that's the that's the wizard yeah finding out how to combine and use the the spells that's the game but unfortunately obviously like a lot of people if you read the comments on Congregate or something, they just don't get it. They're like, ah, the free spell, it's not good enough. I never use it. And why can't I progress here? <laughs> What's wrong with this game? Yeah, They just don't, don't learn how to use the spell properly. And then they fail and then they get angry. So I'm not sure if this is ideal, but I, I think... Yeah. I think that's I fair enough. I mean, we have to also keep in mind that the that complainers will always be, you know, that's the people are compelled to say anything at all. Yeah. Uh, and a lot, most comments, I think, are actually positive about it. Of course, there's a couple of people that are like, I'm a master gamer and I can't figure it out, so it's a bad game. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually, actually why we probably have to like rename the master thing to something else. That was an interesting thing I read on Twitter uh, recently that maybe we should name difficult difficulty stages differently so that it doesn't become like a dick measuring thing of oh this is easy no i'm i'm a master at games you know this, this especially for people who make this their whole identity of mm -hmm. being like a hardcore gamer they choose master and then they can't figure it out because that's just not how how the game is intended to play it's like a it's a new game plus mode basically right mm -hmm. and yeah. yeah but didn't we like name the the levels it's not easy medium and hard it's um... easy adept and master easy is it really easy let's check it, it out i think it's i i, I already named it like in um, in-game names so if you're like a wizard starter you are at first are you at first a scholar maybe mm. a novice oh novice? yes novice adapted master you're right novice adapted master yeah and if you, obviously if you if you think you're a master, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you didn't play the game before, you will fail. But I also didn't want like to to force people to finish the game in adapt to unlock master. Yeah, no, and it makes sense. Uh, just mm. um, I think it was Holly Green uh, from Paste Magazine, I think, uh, was mm. talking about that, that. Maybe we need to name it something differently, or like make it uh, make the options a little bit more. Um, like individual like what what does that even mean that you can have okay puzzles are easier or enemies have less lives or like 
little bit more yeah. control of what you're exactly looking for. Because I mean, I, I also know that from playing, like, I don't... In some games, I won't choose, like, a hard difficulty because I know it just means that the enemies are just going to be bullet sponges or something like that. Mm. You know? And that's not exactly what I'm looking for there. I just want to play the game and not have to shoot the same enemy three times as long. That not, that's not making the game harder, it's just making it longer. <laughs> yeah. Very weird when, when it comes to, like, difficulties in mm. games. Because, well, I'm, I am a perfectionist, so I will read about it. I will watch movies, uh, like, uh, not movies. I will watch, like, tutorials, tips, guides. I will, like, get myself into the best state to play the game. And I will, if, if I can cheese my way through it, I will do it. So usually which, what I need to play is, like, the... It has to be a harder difficulty, not mm. hard, because then I won't have any fun. Because I'm a perfectionist, so if I can get through it and I can get hurt, I can't get hurt. I will try it, and if I can't, I will st stop the game. Uh, for example, ah, right, there's a game Mom Momodora. Can you can you look that Let's up? From? Have a look what that is. Momodora. It's like. Oh, um, did you? Did you give me this for Christmas? Yeah. Uh, I saw that one. It was really cheap on, on Steam. And it's just a great um, action platformer. And it has a bit of like Metroidvania, obviously. And um, yes, that's it. Yeah, that was difficult. But yeah, it starts pretty easy and then comes becomes difficult so hard. And then I had to look it up, and I I read that if you if you manage to beat a boss without losing health, you get a special item, which will make the game easier. <laughs> and especially the second boss has an item that's really important. Mm -hmm. So that's where I am. Yeah, I, I played the game until the second boss, and I can't fucking beat. The second boss without losing health so i can't progress the game i could try it without this item but if this item is making it easier for me to progress obviously i need this and it's just like it's such a yeah uh well sounds like right catch, now catch just, 22 right just ignoring it would make it easier to progress <laughs> yeah probably but i wouldn't be able to finish it and <laughs> without the game i can't finish and it's weird. My my brain is very weird with this perfectionism because yeah, I don't know. Mm. It feels like if you don't play the game right, you, you shouldn't play it at all. Sorry, my brain is very a toxic gamer, <laughs> like, <laughs> just hassling me through the games. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I mean you you're laughing, but uh, you know I love Magic the Gathering, and obviously I couldn't play it, and I started playing Hearthstone. But I have this feeling that I should be very good at playing Hearthstone. I should be legend there, and every season I should reach this. Uh, but I don't because I don't play enough. And even if you play enough, you you usually lose fifty percent of the games. But that's too hard on me. It feels it it hurts me too much to continue. I get so angry, and I couldn't continue <laughs> playing the game. And now I'm playing Rune Terra, and at first, obviously, I was like, uh, 
a very low rank, so I have a win rate of like 70-80%. And it's cool, it makes fun, but now I, my rank is so high that I'm playing against people who have my own uh, my own uh, skill. So <laughs> I start losing again, like 30%, then 40%, now 50% of all the games. And then it, 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 it feels just bad. It hurts me. <laughs> I don't like to play. It becomes such a stressful event just to start the game that I really have to pace myself. But then the game is constructed as a casual, like not casual, but it's a free-to-play game. So they want you to play every day. They have it now. They have like daily, um, daily stuff you can get when you log in. Then you get like the first win. You get more points, and the more points you get, you can unlock more cards. And I love making game, uh, making decks. I love making decks in games because I love making games. If you make your own deck in a card game, you are basically making your own game. That's how you want to play. Uh, except if the opponent plays his game and wins, then you don't get to play your own game and it feels bad. Yeah, so I'm at a weird point there. I love Rune Terra. I loved Hearthstone until I couldn't play it anymore. And yeah, hopefully I will be able to play a little bit more Rune Terra until I get fed up with this. And yeah, I'm, I'm not a collector, I'm not a completionist. I can, I don't have to play a game 100%. I never do actually. But when I play my, a game, I want to be like as perfect as possible. I want to be as strong as possible. I want to find every thing that helps me get through it. If it's just like to collect something, I don't care about that. You're an I don't optimizer. Need optimizer, yeah. That that's what I am. And yeah, a lot of games they yeah, they make me suffer for it. <laughs> there actually was an interesting article by I think uh, one of the people who worked on civilization who talked about that problem of that a mm. lot of gamers are optimizers and that you have to build your game in a way that people don't optimize away their fun. Yeah. Because there was apparently, I forget what it was exactly, there was something where you could just build like a very, very small thing, like just one square with one next to it, and that would yeah, gather you, you the could, most resources or something. And so, You could play just one city. And then people if wouldn't you, have fun. They would just do a thing because it's objectively the best yeah. option or something, uh, but have no fun. And so in the next game, they introduce penalties for that or something so that players can go back to enjoying the game <laughs> uh, yeah. and not optimizing themselves to boredom. Yeah. That's it. And I often fell, fall into like the, the same trap, like the wizard. I know exactly how I, how, how I play this game, and I always play the same way because I think it's the best way to play it. But that way I won't ever find out if there is like a better way to play it because I'm limited. I do I that too. Like I uh, compelled to play it like this. I yeah. always play the same way. Like the way I figured out how to play the wizard. And I hmm. play this like once a year or something, you know, when I'm like, oh, I haven't done this in a while. I like to play it again. And I always do the exact same thing. But to me, it's a thing of, it's similar to playing an RPG. Like even something like Mass Effect or something where you have Skyrim, where you have a character creator. 
I create the exact same character to play the exact same game again because to me the way I played it first that's canon and mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to play that again it's like I want to watch that movie again I don't want something uh, different uh, I want that experience <laughs> it's like like me playing the witcher you have so you have always it's so difficult uh, different uh, dialogue options but i have read the witcher books so i know what garrett would say so that's what i take not, i don't have a choice i'm just looking for a thing that garrett would say <laughs> select that one although in except the... except if i if i read in a guide that i get something different if I do it. On the other way around i think mass effect is the only game where i actually played a completely different character after playing it a thousand times. Uh, uh, you did the fem femshap exactly run, right? because I had my broshap, um, which to this day is to me like the only character that like I don't understand why the default shepherd looks so terrible. Mine is so objectively better, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then you know trying femshap and especially I always played kind of paragon. Because I just mm. like being nice to people. It's a, yeah. it's a thing. Doing it's, the right thing. It's especially with um, Fallout Three. The cup. I tried to do a bad run once, and just how disappointed the people look at you. I can't handle that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a little bit bad, but I can't be bad all the way. It's just it's like, you have the close ups, and they look directly at you, and then they're like so disappointed in you, and it's like and they're like, wow, that's. Really? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Reload. <laughs> um, but with Femshap, I did kind of a mixed, but kind of renegade run. Hmm. And I liked the story even better somehow. It's uh, it's kind of interesting how I tried to do that with uh, Broshap, but he just seemed like a douchebag. <laughs> well, with... I don't know, somehow... With... He, he sometimes is a real dude, especially if you don't want him to, and you just mistake the answer, and he just starts whipping the people or something. Yeah, sometimes those those verbs, they're not very, very clear about what exactly that means. <laughs> you, have to sort of... you have to figure out that top is always good, middle is medium, and it's renegade, and yeah, there were some confusing moments where... What was it? It's with that, uh, that 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 tank baby you rescue, I think, in the second part. Mm. There was one thing where the where the verb it sounded so innocent, but then you like to go totally off at him, and it's like, oh, what are you doing? That's a complete overreaction. To... <laughs> uh, also, in Wolf Among Us, when you're in the beginning, uh, you go to the bar where the woodsman is, and you talk to him, and you have this one option glass him and i was like glass him does that mean i'm buying him a drink but but no he takes the glass and smashes it over his head and it's like whoa what the f <laughs> like like the guy you're like uh, talking to and he's like you, you should really give him a glass <laughs> he just turns around and smashes the glass on top of his head that's uh, yeah yeah those are fun um, yeah, that's weird because, like, in the in that moment, like the character you thought you were, like, becomes someone else for a second. <laughs> well, it's still you, but you're doing something and you're watching yourself in horror. <laughs> it's it's an interesting experience, actually. 
Yeah, but that's hours. that's also something where I then restart the sequence because I'm like, no, that's not yeah. that's not gonna be canon. <laughs> that's not at all what I wanted to do. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is really sad that uh, finally, after all these years, Wolf Among Us two got announced, and then the company mm. went bankrupt. Yeah, what a shame. That's so weird because it. They had so much success, but they managed to screw it up anyway. Yeah, mismanagement from the sound of it. Yeah, by buying too many uh, licenses, I think that's that was it. Yeah, they were also putting too much stuff out, like oversaturation, mm. basically. Yeah, it's not our problem. <laughs> Putting yeah. out a game every couple years. two years. <laughs> Yeah. I did play the final Walking Dead series though, and that was so good. It was actually mm. really impressive, kind of. Yeah, uh, that's just in a through through fantastic series. Uh, <clears throat> it's it's like the point and click adventures for me. I think because you're so limited in what you can do, mm -hmm. that I that I don't get really immersed in it. And I know there's they're really emotionally interesting and I don't know why I'm not like that immersed because like movies do work but why doesn't like an adventure work but it's that's what it is I, I, I usually I want to walk around like freely in 3d space <laughs> otherwise I will not be immersed it's weird mm, no I don't have that problem in that case because that's exactly the thing to me that's like playing a movie just with even more engagement because uh, my choices can potentially be wrong. <laughs> um, and especially Walking Dead has this kind of knack for um, creating these situations. I mean, you remember from the first one probably where you... You played the first one, right? Yeah, not completely, though. But probably at the farm where you have to decide which kid you save. Maybe. Now, that was a situation where they, they flee to a farm, they're being taken in, and then the son of the farmer and mm. Clem, they're both helping this guy. Uh... All right, no, the son of the farmer is an older uh, kid or maybe a young man. And then there's mm. the child of Kenny, that weird redneck guy, and Clem, and they're all like working around there, and then the son of the farmer gets grabbed or something and then you have to decide who do you help do you save the kid do you save the guy who's being attacked and something and it's like this yeah the rock and the hard place i think is even the name of the chapter <laughs> and um and yeah i don't know i feel like they i mean i did get a bit tired in between so i'm glad that i only played it now because mm. i i the third and the fourth season, actually. I, I didn't play another one after the second one. Um, just because, I don't know, it, it was always the same. Like, I also played the miniseries Michonne. Uh, Isn't it all, also, like, very, like, emotional draining? Because it's so negative and... But to me, it was more, at some point, I just kind of... Um, I feel like I... What's the word? Durchschauen? Hmm. Uh, I just saw through the mechanics of what they're doing. You know, it's mm. like always the same. It's uh, 
like even uh, in the in the whole story arc of each season it's always like there's a camp that is run by a tyrant it's like a dictatorship and they come after you to get you to come back and enslave you or some weird stuff mm. and that's yeah. like the same thing every time and you always know kind of how this goes it's always the same story beats it's mm. ah. Uh, so that I, I grew tired of it, especially with Michonne, which I kind of appreciated in places. It was has one of the greatest uh, telltale intro songs, uh, Dorothy uh, "Gun in My Hand." It's a it's an awesome song. It was perfect for the series, um, uh, but that it was the same thing. That this time, well, this time it's a boat community that that you escape, and then they come after you, and then everybody gets killed, and it's like. Yeah, I know I've played this two times already, and now I have to play it again and again and again. Mm. So I needed a break. But after I had that, I, I was so impressed by the opening chapter of the third season. Because it introduces a new family, it introduces a new main character. Mm. But the way they set up the dynamics of the conflicts... Right, of that family as the zombie outbreak is happening that it's like a brother who wasn't there when the dad died and something immediately you have this really intense conflict between characters you don't even know but you feel something there right mm. and i don't know they had they have this ability to like to hit the structure just right you know to like work all those story beats and stuff to like get you drawn in and it's it's really something it's it's a shame it's a shame they went under yeah Yeah. but we do have the games so but we don't get more (laughs) always more with you (laughs) yeah I mean I I don't know I love the the comics but I couldn't read them very far I think I don't know when I when I stopped reading the the Walking Dead comics because it was just too dark and also it, they never really let you like like relax and it never lighted up and it never got better that's i think that's the problem never got really better it was always bad 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 and then they yeah from from one bad situation to the next and yeah it's just too draining for me i mean it's, i do want to awesome. watch like yeah. It's also monotonous. Like, there's no. Mm. I mean, a good story has like an up and down, a push and pull, you know, an ebb and flow yeah. of sorts. But, I mean, that's why I didn't watch the series. I watched a couple of episodes, and that was already a little bit too dour for me. And then I just read about how it's just more. It gets mm. better and uh, worse and worse and worse. And there's no relief. There's no. Like when I first heard about season three of Walking Dead and I saw the trailer, I was immediately turned off because it seemed to be the same thing again. And I was so looking forward mm. to, I want to see something new. Like, okay, we have the zombie apocalypse. We had it. We've lived through it for a couple of years in the game world. Clem has grown up. Why can't we see how people try to rebuild this mm. and the challenges within that and not do the exact same thing of oh, people are always corrupt when they have power kind of thing again? It's just, yeah. Yeah. Have oh. you heard that uh, 28 months later is now in the making? Again? Uh, 28 months later. So you, you saw 28 days later? Yeah, and the weeks. Oh, they make a movie. Another one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. 
And I'm, I'm really hoping that that will be in the in that direction because I don't need another zombie movie. <laughs> like, how to live with zombies would be more interesting. At Definitely. Two things in the chat. Uh, one that the scene I described of the rock at the hard place so that is when the seal. How do I pronounce mm. it? Is when the seal fine? I don't know. Um, uses that in their lectures as an example for decisions in game with no real consequences, which is true because no matter what you decide, the one who's attacked by the zombie dies and the kid doesn't die. Mm. If you don't save the kid, it's going to be saved by his father and. It doesn't make a difference. It just kind of changes how that how the father treats you after that because you didn't try to save the kid. You know? uh, but still, and that's that's what I find so interesting. Even if you actually don't have a choice, because obviously all those games they're gonna follow the exact same storyline. They're not gonna vary vastly. But still, just knowing that okay, I'm gonna change something here. That little bit of that just somehow that totally gets me. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I mean, if you if you guys want to play a game where you have no choice and it makes a difference, try uh, our the day the laughter stopped. Really, try it. <laughs> Give it a shot. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's also I think that's also why Mass Effect hit so hard for me because it was one of the first games where I felt like there's these big decisions, even though like replaying it at times and then trying like an actual different walkthrough at some point nothing actually changes it kind of the choice path is kind of like mm, i think of it sort of like a like a braided ponytail it mm. kind of branches in small parts and it comes back together yeah. it branches a little bit and comes back together nothing really changes and still it feels so much more engaging to me <laughs> that's like how you write games like this yeah. right because you can't branch too far or you will make like multiple different games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and the other question, uh, Life is Strange. I did like that game a lot. I'm actually replaying it right now because I, I need my I haven't finished fix. it, but it's it's sort. I have started it and I liked it quite a bit too. I thought it would be like a great game to play with my girlfriend, but <laughs> she wasn't, I, th I, I don't know if she wasn't, really into it if it was too boring or if it got too too dark and scary for her <laughs> how Something far did you get i'm still in the university not far i think like a, maybe half an hour an hour into it just played okay. two times so a couple of the of the flashbacks they were quite dark i think that's what that's what it was i would definitely recommend finishing it it is it is yeah, quite something. It's also a great game, like to to relax on on this couch and play, because I, I really need games like that. Like with the Arcanum or Runeterra, I have to sit on my um, yeah, uh, yeah on my <laughs> ass and play with mouse. So going to the couch with a controller is just nice, nice and relaxing after a day of sitting at your PC working. Yeah, it's... I, mean, I mean the couch is just behind me, so it's not not that big of a difference. But... <laughs> it makes all of the difference. That that used to me be my bedroom, uh, where I have my yeah right. <laughs> and well, it's nice to like sit there with a the controller. I mean, even sitting on my computer with a controller is nice sometimes. It's, uh... Yeah, I love I love the feel of a controller, but 
I need to I I need the real control with mouse and keyboard for most games, unfortunately. Yeah. Like The Witcher, I'd love to play The Witcher with the controller only, but it feels just bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's mm. the. I don't know. Life is Strange has a sort of vibe, an atmosphere that that does also like trigger in me that sort of nostalgic feeling. Mm. Uh, I bet if I if I was younger. Uh, this would be one of those games that I would hold forever in my heart as one of the best games ever. Now it's more of a thing of, yeah, okay, it's, it's good. You know, I'm not even sure if I would call it, like, great or something. But it's a really it has good a great game. atmosphere. It does have sure. a great atmosphere, and I like that mm-hmm. kind of indie... It has all this indie music stuff, and it has sort of a vibe, like, like a more dangerous Juno, kind of, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... But it does it does do some it does make some interesting choices. So that's why I was saying like play it. I'm not gonna spoil it then, but there is something where I was like What? I don't even know how they're gonna where they're gonna go from here because that is just wild, you know? <laughs> hmm. Um So it's it's a it's a good game and that's actually it's also why I now started to get really into Alt J. I only knew them when you showed me Tessellate. That was the only song I liked because no other song of theirs was like Tessellate. But That's true. But they're playing it's... something good uh, at the beginning of the first day mm, after yeah. the thing, and that's great too. And I just started listening to the album. It's just mm. and the Tessellate is great, but there, there's like a remix. I think it's the Afro Afro something remix, and it's just like 100 times better than the, the original Tessellate. But I don't know, I think you can find it on Spotify or something. I'm going to look that up because that sounds yeah, like that. a dubious claim. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's much better. How, how can it be much better than the best song there is? <laughs> well, you'll see. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't play it here or we will get flagged, but <laughs> yeah. Oh. Have you seen, have you found it? Yeah. Uh, What's it? Afro? Broad Bandits Afro Remix. I'm yes, guessing. that's it. So I guess I'll give that a listen after the shit elegance here. Um, so yes, no, watch out. After, after listening to this one, you can't listen to the original anymore. You just feel like something's missing. Well, we'll see. <laughs> That is that is quite good. They're kind of like Radiohead, I feel. Mm. That's sort of. I was listening to one of the newer Radiohead albums that I can't remember the name of, and I was like, "That sounds like something good. I gotta go listen to that again." Have you seen the Netflix thingy? What Netflix thingy? Yeah, uh, Radiohead or the guy from Radiohead. I think like it's Radiohead. Uh... Tom York. Yes, he has a thing on Netflix. It's like a short movie, very weird, dancey number. Wow. Highly recommended. Tom York, Netflix. Oh, also I have like a anima. I think it's like half an hour. It's more or less half an hour music video, Radiohead music video. It's really on my list. Really great. And it's also it's directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Who's that? Again, Jan. 
That's the Come guy on. who made Magnolia and Inherent Vice. And Both that's good movies, but... Yeah. As Magnolia is one of the best movies ever made. The Inherent Vice was weird. I have to... I don't. I didn't like Magnolia too much. Watch it again. You don't. You just don't remember it. Maybe. Uh, he also made There Will Be Blood and that weird Evan, Adam Sandler movie Love Punch Drug or something. Punch Drug mm. Love. Have that was really, yeah. really, really, really weird, in a really uncomfortable way. And I think that was the point, which is why I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm. So that's interesting. That's an interesting mix of people. And Tom York is weird yeah. anyway, so interesting. But yes, I have it on my list, so I guess I gotta. Cool. So I have another check. recommendation. I'm not sure if it's something for you actually, mm-hmm. but if you if you haven't seen it, it came out 420. Uh, it's Midnight Gospel, made by Duncan Trussell and the guy who made Adventure Time. It's just the most psychedelic experience ever. It's just a like Duncan Trussell, he has a podcast, and he he's very very psychedelic. Uh, he's a psychonaut, basically. And he has a lot, lot of great guests, and they talk about spiritual and philosophical uh, stuff a lot. Um, yeah, and he he used this like as a base, wrote a script, and like somehow they they mesh the the podcast up with like a story that's just completely weird in each episode and it's just a great thing to to watch while high yeah (laughs) highly highly recommended highly recommended midnight gospel midnight gospel it's uh, if you're in the right state of mind it will blow your mind it's it's great Hmm. But yeah, you you're not into comic too much, and I don't know, like spiritual philosophical stuff doesn't really get you either, right? Well, not in that form, at least. Yeah, I have I have trouble with cartoons. I think I'm just hmm. uh, like my main connector is like people and their faces and stuff, and I guess like animated movies are still close enough that I get that sort of thing but I think the abstraction of cartoons is just too much for me that I really need to be in the mood to hmm. not get bored but, but maybe then this will work because it's it's not about their faces and their expressions they're basically like talking high level ideas while the world is just in an acid trip I'm not sure I just, uh, I just meant that <laughs> That faces general, and expressions yeah. and people and relations, that's mm. the thing that I watch things for. You know, that's where yeah. I, uh, what I connect to the most. And so that's mm. why I think why I get a bit bored by things that are too abstracted from that for too mm. long. But I'll, well, I'll keep it in mind <laughs> as a maybe. <laughs> try, try anima first. Like anima is probably more your. Anima? Yeah. Well, this is that's the Tom York one. The, the, the Tom York one, yeah. I'm definitely gonna watch that just to see what those two made together because those are two artists that I'm gonna give a shot. That's... Yeah, it's great. It's really great. Yeah, what? Well, interesting, interesting. Ah, yeah. By the way, I 
Yeah, I've seen the one downside about this whole uh, corona situation, <laughs> next to all the other downsides. The only downside there is uh, I have a whole bunch of movies that we should watch together. Yeah, man, and I'm missing our movie nights. And I mean, we should give uh, the Netflix party thing a shot, because at least what is on Netflix we can watch together and we can keep the mic open. It's more than nothing. Don't look like that. Yeah. It's not like I'm saying that's an alternative to like sitting around here. But since you know, I think if, if we do it with uh, Mike, I can I can get into it. But I, yeah, I don't have a good setup to watch from my couch with Mike. But what I really don't understand with Netflix party is like watching a movie and having a chat. I don't. I hate it. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I mean, you can you can disable the chat. chat, so it's just synced, so that we're both watching the same thing at the same time. And if we have the oh. mics open and we can just talk, then uh, mm. you know, yeah, we can try that. I'd like to. I also have a couple movies we can watch. But yeah, the I gentleman. Have... Yeah, maybe. Uh, I feel sort of nah, on that. I don't know why. It just seems a little bit. Mm. I don't know. But I have this new Nicolas Cage one, Color Out of Space. Have you heard of it? Yeah, man. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, totally. Yes, so I'm, I'm Nicolas saving. Cage. saving Nicolas things. Cage and Lovecraft has to be great. <laughs> so yeah, so that, that, that was one where I knew I'm going to save that one. Uh, yes, that seems like exactly the kind of thing we're looking yeah. for. Mm. I don't even know what to expect. It just it had a great cover. Mm-hmm. It had Nicolas Cage. That's all I need to know. <laughs> Maybe it's something like Mandy, but more less less gory. See, I haven't watched Mandy yet because that somehow. Seemed... I, you didn't watch this. I, I saw it. Yeah, no, I just uh, I for some reason felt not so hooked. By just what I saw, I go a lot by what uh, the covers look like and stuff. That's mm. how I decide. What Cover is... looks great. That's the reason I watched that movie. It looks all right. <laughs> just the vibe like I'm a... getting of it is like uh, it's. It's it like looks... a poster I would love to hang somewhere. It looks like a maybe, basically. <laughs> Your loss. <laughs> I will watch it. I'm not saying I'm not watching it, but I just I need to work up the. The will. Difficult sometimes. So. Yeah. Do we have any other things that we did or need to discuss? Or. Because we I have reached I... a two hour mark. Got it all out. <laughs> yes. Well. And anything else we can say for next week because we're gonna do this again every Friday, 4 p.m. Yeah. Central European Summer Time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fun. It's really fun. I, lo- I love this. I don't know why we didn't do it earlier. I mean, we we started one podcast, but we scripted everything. It was more like a. It was an interesting experiment. I mean, yeah. I'm embarrassed by it. Don't look it up. But um, <laughs> no, it's great. It's uh, what's it in, inside hypnotic all behind the all inside oh, hypnotic all. Um, yes, you can find it still on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud and, and YouTube. We have it on our channel. 
YouTube slash Hypnotic All Games. Um, yeah, it's it's a, everywhere. It's a Hörspiel. What's it called? Uh, An audio play, basically. Audio play, yeah. It's a, what would you call it? A mixed reality <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, partly following our actual development and partly fiction. It's a fictionalized version of our meetings, basically. It is actually the stuff we were thinking about and discussing at the time, just put into kind of a weird narrative. Like, I don't know if anybody follows uh, Jim Sterling, maybe knows like uh, Fist Shark Marketing. It was sort of that sort of thing. A, well, a fictionalized setting, a fictionalized company, obviously our company, and uh, but we're both playing characters and that's with our intern Tammy and it gets weird and that was actually a lot of fun to do a lot of work too <laughs> that yeah that was the thing basically why we stopped doing it because it was uh, it was basically the main thing I did over that period because even though we did every two weeks it took a week away from that so half the time I was working on that like writing the new script recording everything editing everything editing. too much work yeah. That's why we are putting no effort into this whatsoever. <laughs> Seems to work out though. <laughs> yes, this was actually great. I'm so happy that people came by. We had discussions. I mean, we didn't even talk about half the stuff that people were discussing discussing in the chat. Um, yeah. So yes, yeah, so everybody who hears this or watches it later, come by next time every Friday, 4 p.m. until we grow tired it's of talking to each other. A lot of fun also like reading what you guys have to say yes absolutely you're part of the show yes so successful first try i would say yes nobody noticed the flailing attempt at the very beginning so nope. that's all good and yes. since we didn't manage it uh, mention it um you know that's that's all fine <laughs> all right um have a nice yes. weekend everyone uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks week. for for listening. Yes. Much see you love. guys. Bye. <laughs>